Hi, you're tuning into New Life Vietnam. Today's message by Pastor Sam D is his resurrection leads us to know him from Philippians chapter 3 verse 10. And uh, we have a church there, um, Pastor Eric Dooley planted, and I just want to give you a bit of history to make a connection here, uh, 1994, and so next year they're going to celebrate, you know, 30th uh, anniversary, and so Pastor Eric moving from Singapore and then planted a church there in 1994. Back then was still UN, where the UN, uh, you know, if you visit him at that time, I didn't have a chance. But, you know, probably you've got a rocket, rocket launcher on the street, people riding on motorbikes, so try to keep in peace at that time. And so a new life, um, during that time, because of the circumstances that I think um, Pastor Eric wanted to start a church, but, you know, um, couldn't do it, so he has a small group. He started probably the medical center or something, I can remember, it's called kind of ministry. And then after he stayed there three years, and he moved to Vietnam, 1997. And he handed over to one of his friends, Pastor Chuck Macau. And after that, Pastor Chuck Macau pastored the church and then trained, make disciple, and handed over to his son, uh, Jesse Macau. And after a couple uh, years or decades, and then uh, as we were praying, and you know, situation changed, and and you know, this is always the heart of New Life Fellowship of churches in the region to win, to make disciples, to build disciples, and then sending out plant churches. Uh, because the, this our fam- fellowship of, of family of fellowship is birthed out of uh, you know a, a church planting movement in the 80s. And so, um, so after that, Pastor Jesse sat down. Uh, Pastor Samdi, who uh, among with two other pastors, Pastor Mara and Pastor Sota. Pastor Mara and Sota was uh, Pastor Eric's disciple, and, and Pastor Samdi was uh, a disciple of Pastor Jesse. And so uh, he been uh, leading uh, the churches there in the, uh, five years ago, uh, together with um, you know, Mara and Sota, among with others, you know, all the provincial pastor. And so uh, their churches grow and God's move, and you know, uh, the kingdom of God really in the kingdom of Cambodia and it's grew to now, I think, uh, 311, right? To be exact, 311 churches uh, in, in, in Cambodia, throughout Cambodia. And so they're very, uh, you know, kind of a, a very busy work there, a lot of uh, people serving there. And uh, among our New Life family of churches in Cambodia, uh, they're the one to consider the mega church because, you know, they have a meeting about 1,000 and, you know, five services and, you know, they have about 20, 30 plus pastor and their worship team about hundreds and, you know, team, a worship team. And so they rotate. And uh, to, to tell you the number, not to really just impress you by the number, we see, we want to give God, you know, the glory and magnify his name. Uh, because in the kingdom of God, it's about multiplication. It's always that God, you know, that, that, that rule the earth and, and, and multiply. Even that's the main date. And then, of course, in the New Testament, they're talking about, you know, the Lord being added, you know, add people into the church daily. And that was, uh, you know, we seeing and witnessing New Life Fellowship in Cambodia. They have, um, you know, a, a, a school uh, to teach uh, English and uh, office skill. 
for the people who come in from rural areas to find job and pretty much free so that, you know, and most people learn to know the Lord in that school. Uh, they have uh, many different ministries. The Lord is still moving there. And so with that honor and my privilege to introduce uh, Pastor Samdi Liang uh, to us this morning. Please give him a, a big round of applause. Thank you, thank you, Pastor Lap and uh, Pastor Ho for allowing us to be able to minister to you this morning. And a greeting from New Life Fellowship Cambodia. There are some of you up there that I can't see, but uh, you can see me. <laughs> greeting to you too. And um, I and my team here, it's, it's such a, a big blessing and also a pleasure to be able to meet our brothers and sisters in Ho Chi Minh for the first time. Today, I mean, Christians all around the world celebrating Easter, celebrating the Resurrection Day of Christ. And because of that, that's why we are here. Because of the resurrections, that's why there, there are worship teams that volunteer themselves. There are people that are serving in the sound area. There are people that are greeting. There are people that are preparing the room. There are Pastor Lab, Pastor Hoa, and the whole leadership team and the whole um, volunteer team to try to give the opportunity for people to serve people so that people can see Jesus, so that people can meet with Jesus. And the resurrection give us the power to live life that God wants us to live life. Do you know that there is the original you that you may not know? There is the you that God say he wants to think in you without or beyond your thinking, beyond what you can imagine, what beyond what you can ask him for. There is something in you that God has placed, and there's something in you that God wants to retrieve back, and you will find him in that area that he wants to retrieve, the, that area that he wants to use you for. Let me read in, in the book of Philippians chapter 3, verse 10 that I may know him and the power of his resurrections and may share his sufferings, becoming like him in his death. God wants us to come back to him. The resurrections really is to bring us back to him, to get to know him and also to experience the power, to experience something that God wants us to experience in the human life that we cannot do. And God said, there's something that I want to do in you and through you. In the book of First Colossians, in chapter 15, verse 6, after that, he was seen by more than 500 of his followers at one, at one time, most of whom are still alive, through though some have died. So the resurrection is something that was true, something that people have seen. God still wants you to experience his resurrection. Those people back then, they experienced 500 people saw him all at once. Listen to this. In the book of Matthew chapter 28, verse 16, then the 11 disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain where Jesus had told them to go. The 11 disciples saw 
when Jesus was taken back to heaven, they saw him alive. They saw something that, that later on Peter, I, I believe Peter was one of the 11 there. And later on in, in, in Peter, chapter, uh, uh, second Peter, chapter 1, verse 16. For we did not follow cleverly advised tales when we made known to you the power and coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. But we were eyewitnesses of his majesty. Peter was there. And then later on he said, the information that I'm telling you this, it's not just a cleverly advice. I was there. I was the eyewitness. There were some over there that also saw Jesus. If Jesus didn't rose again, the Bible would, would be just an informational book. It, there's nothing live in it. It's just like advice. There are so many people that write their story, that write different proverbs, that write different way of saying things about living. But the Bible is the word of God. And that's because he is alive. Amen. 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 That's why there was something in Peter that changed him from a man that used to walk with Jesus, saw him did miracle. But when, when he saw that Jesus was taken by the soldiers, beaten by the soldiers, Jesus was hung by the soldiers, Peter was done. He left. But when he saw Jesus rose again, he was the same guy that stood up in the book of Acts and shared the gospel and was there being the witness of Jesus. I want to read this story to you because I strongly believe that God wants to work in each one of us still. That God still wants, to, uh, wants us to, to experience the power of his resurrections, the power of the Holy Spirit that he brought to them, to the disciple. And that is carrying on to us till today. When, when Jesus said, go to the end of the world, make disciples from Jerusalem to Judea to Samaria and to the rest of the world. I mean, from Jerusalem to Ho Chi Minh City, from Jerusalem to Phnom Penh City. That's, that's the same God, that's the same Holy Spirit that was there back then and still alive today, working in us and through us. Amen? Amen. In Acts chapter 2, verse 41 to 40, 11, uh, 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 7, sorry, not 11, not 40, 11, 47. <laughs> so then, those who had received his word, his word is from Peter. That was from the day of the Pentecost. That was the man. That was the one that his life was changed after he saw Jesus. And that day, there were added about 3,000 souls. They were continually devoting themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship, to the breaking of bread, and to prayer. Everyone kept feeling a sense of awe, and many wonders and signs were taking place through the disciple. And all those who had believed were together and had all things in common. And they began selling their property and possessions and were sharing them with all as anyone might have need. 
day to day continuing with one another, uh, with one mind in the temple and breaking bread from house to house, they were taking their meals together with gladness and sincerity of heart, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord was added to their number day by day, those who were being saved. God used his disciple. God used the people that he wants them to experience his power and something in them changed miraculously. Something in them that sometimes you and I have difficulty to explain. When someone, when someone experiences the miracle, the signs and wonders, you cannot go to them and say, well, Jesus is not alive. He, he, didn't, he, didn't, rose, he didn't rise again. You know, the restoration was false. No. If somebody experienced the power of the Holy Spirit, when somebody experienced something that they cannot do from their ability, from their natural birth ability, they know for sure Jesus is alive. And once they know that Jesus is alive, they will live their life to be the witness. They will live their life to tell others that Jesus is alive. And they will bring the good news to their friends, to their family members, to their neighbors. They will live their life, not just for themselves, but to glorify him. Amen? Amen. These people live their life like that. The disciples live their life like that. I strongly believe that the salvation that God has brought to us is not only for us. It's also for others through us. Amen? Amen. I want to share you with this testimony and we're going to watch together on the screen. Just an example that God is still alive. This, so this testimony, um, it was recorded about three months ago. Um, there was a lady came to me right after the church service uh, about four months ago and she came to the front for our prayer team. She'd been wanting something like crazy for 18 years and she was not able to have it. And one day she strongly believed that God is going to give it to her. And she's been praying and praying and praying for one year. And then the miracle happened. So I want, when you listen to, to her story, I, I don't want you to listen just to the information that was given through this video. But I want, I want to ask you to pay attention to the heartbeat, to, to the joys in her while she was sharing. I, I want you to, to see her experience when she experienced the power of the living God because of the resurrection. Amen? Amen. All right, let's watch, let's watch this together. Hello, brothers and sisters. Today, I am interviewing Sister Sermia. She has a testimony to share with us about what God has done in her life. So, sister, would you please introduce yourself and tell us the things God has done in your life? Hello, all brothers and sisters and all friends in church. I am Sir Mia, and I have been a Christian for 20 plus years. 
During these 20 years, my family and I have experienced good and bad things. There are smooth roads and bumpy roads and everything God has put in our path, we always receive it. God always brings blessings. We are children of God and he doesn't let us down. Just as the birds don't have a home, God still cares for them. We are people and God loves us more than anything. I'm so excited because I've received many blessings from God that I couldn't have imagined. I have these blessings because I'm a child of God, I'm faithful, and I've never let go of God or forgotten about Him. I always pray before eating, driving my moto, and at my workplace. I always keep God close to me. Today, I would like to share a testimony that is meaningful to me. I'm 40 years old, and I have gone to four or five hospitals. They told me I couldn't have children because I already have a child that is 18 years old. For these 18 years, I've never taken contraception, and I've gone to the doctor to see if anything would help, and nothing did. We had been praying for another child, especially a daughter, since I already had a son. We wanted to have a daughter, but haven't been able to have one. I never ceased to pray. We consistently prayed for another child for one year and continued to ask God. I know that God will do amazing things for me because 18 years ago, I asked God for a baby girl. We lived in a rental house then. I knew God didn't want us to have difficulties. So God didn't have a calling for us to have kids until we first asked him for a home. We didn't have money to buy a house, but God answered our prayers and gave us a place. It is a nice but small house. Once we got our house, we continued to pray to have a child. Four weeks ago, when I came to church, the pastor taught about Sarah and how, how she was old and couldn't have children. My mom laughed and considered herself like Sarah. I felt, I felt excited thinking maybe my mom was like Sarah. The pastor shared about Sarah's problem. She was past the age of having children. During the sermon, I felt something in my stomach. It was different and felt like a twitch. My mom asked me if I was hungry, but I told her no. It felt like a shock and joy but I didn't know what it was. 
three to four days later, I went to the doctor because my taste buds changed. And like most women, when we notice something off, we check on it. When I went to the doctor, they told me to be careful what I wear because I'm pregnant. I was shocked and I asked her, wow, I'm pregnant? The doctor was surprised I didn't know that I didn't know I was pregnant. I was so surprised and overjoyed because God worked a miracle. The doctor asked me why I didn't know and I told her that my son was 18 years old and the other doctors told me I couldn't have any more children. I told my mom what had happened and she was excited about the miracle God had done. We had prayed about it but didn't focus much on it. God knows the desires of your heart. This is a joy from our hearts and I wanted to share it with you all today. I want to share to never give up on praying. Before I sleep, I pray. Before I wake up, before I eat, when I ride to work, and when I'm at work, I pray. God is always with me. Even at work, I pray and ask God to help with my work and my family. God always gives us the things we need and desire. Lastly, I want to say thank you, and I have so much joy in my heart. Never cease to pray and love God. And another thing is tithing and offering. I trust God and always give my tithe to Him. I give a, I give a lot because I will receive many blessings when I do so. What you reap is what you sow. Thank you, God, for loving us all. Yes, thank you so much, sister, for sharing this testimony and the amazing, special thing God did in your life. Thank you so much, brothers and sisters, for listening to the miracle God did in our sister's life. God bless you all. Did, did you see the joys in her? And that's, that's really comes from the power of Jesus. Amen? That is really from the work of the Holy Spirit that God worked in her. When you see that joy, when you see that face show, you, you, see, you see the, it's, it's very hard for me to explain. But, but it, there's something beyond, you know, our, our capacity to understand that God wants to bring to all of us. Amen? Though when, when I asked her for this testimony that we recorded and we will share her testimony, I didn't ask her to talk about Thai, but she did. So that's not from me. That's not from Pastor Lap either, okay? <laughs> May I encourage you something this morning? I just want the Holy Spirit to talk to your heart. May I ask you to close your eyes and just bow your head? 
I will not pray for you, but I just want you to pray for yourself. I just, I just want you to have a time for a minute just to be quiet and just ask the Lord, God, what do you want to work in me? God, what do you want to show me? Because He wants us to know Him and He wants us to experience the power of resurrections. And you have that too, not just her. God wants to work in you too, not just in her. Father God, I pray for my brothers and sisters here. You love all of us anywhere, Father God. And Father God, thank you for your wonderful plan that you have for us. Each one of us here is not an accident. Each one of us here in this location of the world because you have a plan for us, Father God. We are not here, Father God, in New Life Fellowship Ho Chi Minh by accident, but by your calling. Father God, I proclaim that this family will live together. This family will have something in common. They will, they will commit to one another, Father God. I pray, Father God, the breaking of bread, the commitment to prayer, the commitment to serve one another, to live life like you, Father God, that you want us to know you and to know that you love us. Father God, I pray that there's love among this fellowship, Father God. Let them join as one, just like you is one, Father God. You call us together to be the family of yours. And we just want to submit to your leadership, Father God, to your guidance. I pray for our brothers and sisters here that they might know you and know your power. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much. Well, thank you, Professor Samdi, for sharing the word and the story and testimony. And um, just to, uh, as I, I was listening to you, and I can reflect some of the story uh, that early days in 19, uh, probably between 1994 uh, and, and 2000, I was, uh, Pastor Eric, you know, taking me to Cambodia, um, you know, every other occasion. Uh, and her story from Sota, Mara, and how they got saved. And really the power of the resurrection that lead them, because I remember Pastor Eric told me Sota, that at that time was so poor, that you know the whole country uh, of in uh, Cambodia. So 
the story was told that he, uh, you know, he went out to the kind of uh, the, 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 the rubbish area, being people throwing uh, rubbish there, and just to find some food there. And, um, and hopefully that, you know, if one piece of food, and then he will, he want to uh, end his life. And then he heard about there's some foreigner teaching English, it, uh, you know, near under the coconut trees. And at that time, the life net, the Bible study was under the coconut trees. And so, by the way, so he's passing by and see if it's what this foreigner has to offer. And so this foreigner is Pastor Eric Dooley, and then he, he shared, you know, on that, on that day, by God's sovereignty, he shared that man shall not live by, by bread alone, but by every single word that proceeds from the mouth of God. And it's just like the Holy Spirit just kind of catch him, and that he, 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 he thinks that's really... I can live, well, you know, uh, not just by bread alone, by food alone, but by word of God. And so then he came back the next day and he, uh, you know, abandoned his plan to end his life. And then he literally, he literally being fed by the word of God and the spirit alive. He become back almost like about to die and, and now come alive. And after that, you know, God provide for him. He be able to, you know, um, at that time, I think probably we have an English class and then later on have provide some office skill. This is how the pattern they're still doing. So help people to find, you know, a job in the city and that, that's how God moved. And it really the power of resurrection. And every time that I uh, visit, you know, uh, Cambodia, I see just God's mighty work and, and his, the power of the resurrection in all, you know, the lives of Cambodian and the youngster. Uh, you know, to the elder, and every, almost every week, almost every week, their testimony of miracles, of the miracles, and, and God touching lives. And really, um, you know, as we've been praying for Cambodia, Kevin was praying for us, and, and as this is Pastor Samley's heart uh, this morning, uh, as he, he shared this, and he, he, he really prayed and wants to see the power, not just, uh, not just word, not just year after year, that we talk about resurrection. You know, one thing to talk about it, the other thing to really, really experience in your daily life. And sometimes, you know, uh, it would be honest with ourselves. It would look in the mirror Monday to Saturday and see the list of a mundane thing that we do, right? Sometimes there is a lacking of joy or it almost like nil, zero. It's just punching the clock after the clock. And thinking about the, the, the economical status in Cambodia, you know, uh, uh, God, God, you know, bring forth his power, his love. And then you come to Cambodia and say, see the young people joyful and, and really because they have a relationship with Jesus, the power they experience in almost every week. And, and that, that power that, that Pastor Samedi share without even short, but it is very experiential. Uh, it's very something that I, uh, you know, I pray for us here as the, the expat community majority and some Vietnamese here. That, you know, maybe you come here for, I don't know, depends on your contract or how job situation, six month, one year, three year, five year, ten year, uh, and a few of you, uh, only one, want to die here with me. So that's, uh, that's something, right? And so, uh, but the, the idea is that our life on earth is short. And uh, I don't know about you, sometimes, you know, I, I go through this, uh, sometimes we get tired of what being, you know, a mundane Christian. We want to see the power of the Holy Spirit. You want to live our life powerfully for the kingdom of God. 
unless you and I really taste the power of the resurrected Jesus, we're going to live like probably Peter before saw the resurrection, went back to fish, fish, fishing, business as usual, unless, you know, Christ came back, uh, you know, prepared a meal, uh, the rendezvous on the, the, by the beach, that, you know, the meeting, cooking grilled fish, and, you know, you know and, and reaffirm him, restore him, to call him, you love me. Do you love me more than these? And many of us love other things more than Jesus. But I recall that Jesus asking there, do you love me more than these? What are these? It, it's not very sure, but it could be fish, could be business, could be career. It could be something that he treasure. So, and re reflecting on this note, I just want to ask the same thing that Jesus asked. Peter, do you love me more than these? It could be your career. It could be your corporate letters. It could be anything that you want to achieve in this life. But do you experience? And want to know the power of a resurrection in your life. You will no longer live the same way. And that was happening in Cambodia. That was happening to those who taste the resurrection power. Just where we go into, um, I want you to invite you again uh, with another, you know, a time of reflection as he already prayed for us. Um, just, just spent, you know, some time. Um, <coughs> Just to really um, ask God, I'm get tired of this, of living this mundane Christian life. You go into church, things gonna be the same. Do this, do that, and you know, like nothing really changed. May the power of the resurrected Jesus Christ that manifest and transform our life. Just spend a, a few more minutes. Just let the Holy Spirit work in and through your heart.
Lord Jesus, it was recorded after the resurrection, you appear to the disciple and appear to Peter on the shore and having breakfast with him. And you ask Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? And Peter replied, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. And Jesus said to Peter again, feed my lambs. He replied, you want to show me your love, feed my lambs. And then Jesus asked Peter a second time, do you love me? Peter replied, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. Then Jesus responded, tend my sheep. There was a third time that he asked Peter again, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Peter was grieved because he said to him, a third time, do you love me? And Peter replied, Lord, you know everything. You know that I love you. When Jesus said to Peter, feed my sheep. We don't have to become a pastor to become feed my sheep and tend my lambs. We all, each of us, with the priesthood of all believers that once believe we are saved by God's grace through faith. We are called to take care of others, to feed others with God's word. It could be the moment that somebody was so desperate, maybe in depression, that you bring forth the word of God and become a living kernel, a living seed, a living word, a living bread, a living water to refresh someone's soul. We need to be equipped with the word of God. We need to be know all scripture. We need to read, reflect, study so that we can feed the lambs, tend the sheep. Help us, O oh Lord. We don't want to be after the Russian so many thousand years and we just go back to fishing. We just go back to the same thing, vocation, business without any meaning and purpose. May the power of the resurrection, the meaning and the purpose resurrection to set us free from all the sin that easily tangle, the bondage of sin, so that we be free to serve the living God. Serve through our vocation. Serving the Lord at home. Serving the Lord in everywhere that God placed us here in this city. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening. We pray that you and your family are encouraged by this message. Join us next time and do click the follow button on our profile page to stay up to date with the latest message. God bless you.